Good morning and welcome to Dollar Glendevin and Muckert. It's lovely to be able to worship with you again this morning on Sunday the 27th of June. Tony is unwell at the moment and we pray that he'll return refreshed in a couple of weeks' time. Next week, the Reverend Ian Goring will be leading the service. An unfair contest, an unfair fight, yet with God strange things happen. Who God chooses is up to God, and when God makes a choice, that person has what God needs for the outcome God intends. As God's chosen people, let us worship God and remain alert and ready for what God needs from us. Let's begin our worship this morning with the hymn, I to the hills I lift mine eyes. Let us pray. We come, loving God, separated in place and time, but united always in your grace. We come, loving God, to seek here truth in your word. We come, loving God, to express here the care you have for all creation. We come to listen in the midst of our fear our confusion, our doubt. We come to listen in the midst of our joy, our wondering, our hopefulness, 
we come to listen to the good news, the message of peace, the promise of justice, the surety of your compassion in this place, in this time, wherever we are, whoever we are, whatever we are, we come to listen for your voice speaking through the ages, the seasons, the scriptures and your people with minds, hearts, eyes and ears open to the wonder of your presence. Help us now to listen for the coming of your kingdom and the promise of a new life in your love. And finally, let us join together in the words you taught us to say. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Our reading this morning is the story of David and Goliath and is brought to us by Cathy. Our reading today is taken from the Old Testament from 1 Samuel chapter 17, reading from verses 32 to 49. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a boy and he has been fighting man from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord will be with you. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armour on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was only a boy, 
a ruddy and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly towards the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell down to the ground. Amen. Today, we're looking at facing our giants with confidence. We frequently use the story of David and Goliath metaphorically. Any time we're facing a problem bigger than us, we are facing our giants. David's Goliath was tangible. A nine foot, nine inch tall man with armour wearing 125 pounds, carrying an appropriately sized spear and shield. Our Goliaths don't carry swords or shields. They carry weapons of unemployment, health problems, family problems, addiction, worry and so on. Our Goliaths don't prance and parade about the hills of Elah. They are up close and personal. They're in the office, the home, the classroom, even sometimes in the church. And they bring bills we can't pay, Results or scores we can't make, people we can't please, drink we can't resist, a past we can't escape, a future we can't face. We all know our Goliath. We see his face, we know his voice. But is Goliath all we see or hear? We can be like David and see and hear beyond. David asked the men standing near him, What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? David shows this by talking about God. Everybody else, Saul and his soldiers, have completely ignored God. When David confronts his Goliath, he continues in the same vein. In verses 45 to 47, David said to the Philistines, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but 
I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves for the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. You see, David sees what others don't and refuses to see what others do. David focuses on God. It's not that he doesn't see the problem. He just sees God more than he sees the problem. He sees God in all his glory, in all the resources behind him. David rushes to the problem, not away from it. But then you might say, hmm, but I'm not David and I'm not like him. However, despite his shortcomings, David was a man after God's heart. He fell as often as he stood, stumbled as often as he conquered. He stared down Goliath, yet lusted after Bathsheba. He could lead armies, but he couldn't manage his family. He had eight wives, but through it all, he had only one God. We must remember we are never alone. Our giants, ultimately, we have to face them or they will subdue and overcome us. We don't have to face them alone. We must focus first and foremost on God. It worked for David. It will work for us. Looking back at our passage, we see where David's focus was. How much did he dwell on Goliath? Only two times is Goliath mentioned, and then not by name. In verse 26, David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine? And in verse 36, he says, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. There are no questions about Goliath's age, capabilities or intelligence. No concerns about Goliath's weapons, the weight of his spear, the size of his shield or the strength of his armour. God, on the other hand, in this passage is mentioned no less than nine times. He's mentioned in verses 26 and 36 where it says the armies of the living God. In verse 45, the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel. In verse 46, the Lord will deliver you into my hand that all my earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And in verse 47, the Lord does not save with sword and spear, For the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands. God's focus outnumbers Goliath's focus nine to two. Four times more mentions of God. So do you think of God's grace four times as much as you do of your guilt? 
Is your list of blessings four times as long as your list of complaints? David teaches a simple but powerful concept. Focus on giants and you go down. Focus on God and your giants go down. In Isaiah, we read, But I am the Lord thy God that divided the sea whose waves roared. The Lord of hosts is his name. And I have put my words in thy mouth, and I have covered thee in the shadow of mine hand, that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth, and say unto Zion, Thou art my people. The people and things we fear are only men or man-made, and he is God, the all-powerful creator. We will be freed to return to our promised land because God is our God. He is intimate with us and protects us with his hand because we belong to him in a unique relationship as his people. In the church, I'm bringing along some pebbles which I'm going to use to help remember this story. Goliath wasn't only tall, but he also wore strong armour in his whole body, and he had a sword and a spear. The armour weighed a hundred pounds. David, on the other hand, was a young shepherd boy. He had no armour. It was too heavy for him, and he had no sword or spear. David's weapon was a catapult, and his ammunition was five smooth stones, which he picked up from a nearby stream. But David defeated that giant who all the Israelite soldiers were afraid to face. We might not face a nine-foot giant, but as I said earlier, we face giants of other kinds. Giants like insecurity, loneliness and failure. And we can remember David's five stones to help us defeat the giants we face. These five stones can represent five different things. The first stone represents courage. David was not afraid to face the enemy. Don't worry about a thing, David told Saul. I'll go and fight this Philistine. You will use courage to face giants in your life. The second stone represents confidence. As a shepherd, David protected the sheep from wild animals, so he had confidence to face Goliath. The Lord who saved me from the claws of the lion and the bear will save me from this Philistine. Like David, you can have confidence that God will help you overcome the problems you face. The third stone represents preparation. David didn't face the giant unprepared. He went to the stream and collected five smooth stones in his bag. Armed with his shepherd's staff and slingshot, he went to fight Goliath. It's important for you to prepare to face the challenges in your life too. The fourth stone represents trust. David didn't trust in his own ability. When Goliath shouted at David, cursed him and was ready to kill him, David said, You come to me with a sword and a spear, 
But I come to you in the name of the Lord God Almighty. When you face problems, put your trust in God, not in your own ability. The fifth stone represents victory. It's God's battle, not ours, David said. That's why David had victory over the giant with only a stone and sling. When you turn your battles over to God, you'll have the victory over the giants in your life. So next time you're facing a giant in your life, remember David and Goliath and the five smooth stones. Why not pick five stones from the garden and help them and use them and feel them and the weight of them to remind you of the story? Dear God, just as you gave David the victory in his battle with Goliath, we know that when we put our trust in you, you will give us the victory over the giants we face in our daily life. In Jesus' name, Amen. And now we're going to listen to a contemporary song sung by Sanctus Real. It's titled Confidence and the words affirm just what we've been thinking about this morning. I'm not a warrior I'm too afraid to lose I feel unqualified for what you're calling me to Lord, with your strength I've got no excuse Broken people are exactly who you use So give me faith like Daniel in the lion's den Give me hope like Moses in the wilderness Give me a heart like David, Lord, be my defense So I can face my giants with confidence You took a shepherd boy
Almighty, loving God, in compassion you sent your Son to shine his light into the darkness of our lives and of our world, to guide us towards a new life and a new perspective. This day, as we seek that light, we ask for your blessing on this troubled planet in the midst of pain and disease, still suffering under the impacts of climate change. We pray for change in the hearts and minds of each of us, that we might see again the glory of your creation and our duty to protect it. This day, as we seek that light, we ask for your blessing on our community, this parish, this area, as it seeks to find a way forward into an uncertain future. We pray for change in the way we interact with each other, that we might see the good that is all around us. This day, as we seek that light, we ask for your blessing on your church, here in this place and all across the world, online and in person, as we seek to do your work and love your people. We pray that new perspectives will be heard, that we will change and grow and maintain what is valuable. This day, as we seek that light, we ask for your blessing on each of us gathered today, separated in space, but united in worship of you, as we look for the wisdom and boldness to listen to you and your beloved Son. We pray that your love will be known to each of us and all those that we meet. Help us to find the glory in our everyday lives and share it with a world so in need of your voice. Amen. Well, it's been lovely spending time with you today, and hopefully we'll meet again soon. The God who championed shepherd boys in the face of mighty warriors, the God of surprises, the God of the least likely, the last chancers and the underdogs, blesses you and challenges you, inspires and encourages you, astonishes and delights you, this day and always. Amen. <laughs>